Hello guys, welcome to another season, another session of Dentalks. And today we have to discuss more about email marketing and the viability of email marketing in today's marketing spectrum. And with me today is Rita Mumbi, a seasoned digital marketing strategist. And we want to just expound more and how we can actually tap more on email marketing and make it more practical in this um, day and age. So for starters, Rita, yeah. would you just expound on uh, um, um, what is email marketing? Mm -hmm. At least we uh, enlighten our listeners mm -hmm. because it's not, it's, we, we can't assume that every single person truly understand what email marketing is and the potential of email marketing. Thanks, Zach. So thank you for having me. It's great being at the den with you guys. So email marketing, it's exactly what it sounds like, email marketing. So you're marketing to a world of your subscribers through curated emails, be them newsletters, company news, or offers. And so the viability of email marketing. So email marketing is actually the most important element of a successful marketing strategy just a quick rejoinder uh, rita because uh, i know our audience will be asking um mm -hmm. things have changed a lot there's tiktok there's uh, facebook there's uh, instagram there's twitter that was mm -hmm. uh, has been taken over mm -hmm. in a coup d'etat model by elon musk yeah, people would be asking, people sh are asking, by the way, is still is, is email marketing still a thing? Is it still playing a key role? Is it still a key role in a marketing plan? Is it playing a key role in a marketing plan? Hmm. Email marketing will forever be that girl. Email marketing is the most important thing you can do for your business. Because, for example, Instagram was down the other day. WhatsApp, the same thing. And you saw how people just ranted online about how down these platforms are. You cannot reach your client. You cannot communicate. But email marketing, it's like a furniture in your house. You own it. And no one can take it away from you. And through email marketing, you always have access to your client. And in today's world, success is access. So Rita, you are, you are saying that... Um the cropping up of the social media channels and platforms are not eaten up into the the viability or into the seriousness or into the potential of email marketing in the marketing plans or the marketing spectrum. Has it? Actually, it hasn't. Because what email marketing gives you, it allows you to share your story, promote your business and showcase your product all the while turning subscribers into paying customers. Social media doesn't give that. And plus, there's no algorithm for you to fight against. There's nothing that is working against you. It's only you, your emailing list, and your clients. And social media could never play in that spot. Never. Um, you've, you've talked about the email list. Um, a lot of uh, brands or companies buy lists as an email list. Would you recommend 
um, a brand to buy email list or to orga- organically curate their own list as they grow with their customers or as they grow their customer base? Would you advise that? Hell no. Do not buy a previously curated emailing list. An emailing list needs to be specific and unique and custom to your customers and your business. Because if you don't have prior knowledge of your customers, then how can you build relationships, nurture leads, and convert those leads into long-lasting customers? And I've been receiving a lot of questions, um, um, Rita, in regards to... um, Oh, how can I grow my email list? My email list have stagnated over the years. Or how can I do this and this? How, how would you advise uh, brands or customers or businesses who want to grow their email lists? Because these have been a very contentious, a frequent question I've been, I've been receiving, especially on my email for the last couple of years. So how do you advise that? So... The first thing you can do is have a subscribing section in your website if you have one. Eight out of ten people will most likely subscribe to get daily newsletters or monthly or just information from you. Now, with that, you have added at least eight emails onto your database. Then, also use pop-up forms and Facebook ads to start growing your email list. It's that simple. Is it that simple, Rita? Actually, it is. (laughs) Because if you already know your target audience, then, and you want to pull them from social media onto an email platform that you already control and own, why not use this pre-existing platform that you don't have control over to give you people and a list that you have control over and you can reach at any given time? Hence, meta ads. Interesting insight there, Rita. Uh, um, um, in most occasions, guys do a lot of email marketing, mm-hmm. but the problem comes in on the beat of conversion. Mm-hmm. A lot of brands or customers we worked with in, in the la- in the past couple of uh, years, I've mm-hmm. been really keen in terms of how can they curate content mm-hmm. and co- and call to action that gonna resonate with the brand. Mm-hmm. So, how will you advise this, Rita? So. One thing that I like to say is that an email marketing strategy will not stray far or will not work effectively without a content marketing strategy. And what we mean by this is that you create an email and distribute it when it has valuable, relevant, and consistent content to these people. So you're actually sending me an email that I will not send to my spam folder or unsubscribe from it because it is valuable to me and my business. That is why I said you cannot get a generic emailing list. You need to know your client, know their audience, know their customers, know their business issues, know their objectives and their goals. Then send an email that is offering solutions to the challenges that the brand or the business is experiencing. And that person will graduate from being a subscriber to a paying customer. Being a visual um, audience over time, because a lot of our audience have turned from being content heavy audience to visual um, inclined, how, how, how can you balance this? Because in most occasions, a lot of emails, your Gmails, your Outlook, you see your Hotmail, and the works, they don't automatically showcase the image from the spot. So in turn, it leaves a very blank, uh, email email body section 
So would you advise guys to uh, either use less of images on their email or if they can use more bold copy, more communication and stuff without Im imagery would be good. How do you go about this, uh, um, Rita? To me, that is sort of twofold. So if you don't have the necessary materials to ensure that your image is optimized for these emails, then a bold copy, bold and very direct. You see, the first thing when I want, the first thing that I want to see when I open the email is, this is why you received this email. And this is what you can get from either replying to this email or emailing us or calling our number. Then, if you do have the capacity, make your email an interactive email. So tell me, click here, something pops here, click here, you're redirected to something that's valuable to you, or click here to see our case studies, make your email interactive. So either it's interactive or you're just direct and boldly telling me what I need to do and how you can add value to me and my business. Initially, you've talked about content. Email uh, and content are like um, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. How do you structure your content uh, on an email, the format you'd use uh, structuring content on an email marketing uh, campaign? A typical example, there's this brand X who wants to send uh, an email of this new product they're launching. So how do you, in terms of hierarchy of, of communication, how do you structure your communication model in terms of uh, what falls where, you know? So they're launching a new product, right? So, and if you're already on the X mailing list, then that means you already know about the brand and you have interacted with the brand before. So you either have one or two products of that brand in your home. Start with that. Do you love this and this product? Then, if you love this, then this other thing is going to blow you away. That's it. You've already told me you are upgrading me from this product that I already love so much and giving me something way better. And who doesn't want to be a star in the kitchen? Of course, I'm boarding that train very fast. I've been told a couple of times I'm the star in the kitchen, but <laughs> that's story for another day. <laughs> okay, that's it. Eh? What advice would you have for guys who are planning to uh, either carry out an uh, email marketing campaign or guys who would want to know more about email marketing campaign, like guidelines of sort, you know? How do, how do you go about that? Okay, so we talked about emailing lists, right? But these things are not constant. Like, I'm sure when you moved into a home, you, moved, you have moved things around, a couple of things have changed. You need to do the same thing with your emailing list. The last time, the last thing I changed was my bedroom. <laughs> of, of course you did. Uh -huh. More room. <laughs> so yeah, you have moved things around. So and the same way, and you need to do the same thing with your mailing list. Probably this client or the email you have is no longer viable. Probably this person left that company. So your due diligence is extremely important, especially when launching that new product. But how will you track all these a thousand email lists and know that this this guy has left the company that was working uh, with mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. how do you track that how do you track that these emails are, are all active how do you uh, qualify that mm -hmm. you see because you see you have all these email lists yes. uh, two years on the line mm -hmm. 
the guys whom, whom, are, whom who are on that email list, mm-hmm. most of them are not part and, part and parcel of the same organization. Exactly. So how do you ensure that you know the, the emails that you're sending are hitting home? Now, this is where cold emailing comes in. It's, it's the same thing as cold calling. So you have your monthly newsletter, right? And let's say you send that out like on the 5th of every month. You send it out. When an email bounces, you are informed automatically like this and this email did not be delivered to this person. So what does that tell you? It tells you something has changed with that email. Either it's no longer viable or this person is no longer on there. Then take that organization. Take a step back. Now go into the business. You have called emailed this email does bounce back. So that means there is someone else who took up that position. And of course, now they do have a viable email. Make that call. The receptionist or this is why I love websites. They give us so much information. Go to the website, check. Mm -hmm. So this was the marketing director. Oh, there's a new one here. Information is right there. Contact them, ask them, this is what we do. This is what we offer. So would you like to know more about us or engage us more. So are you advocating for um, um, uh, email cleaning every single year where you just do a random email mm-hmm. across just to check if the emails that you have on your database are still active emails or are, uh, um, are, are not legit emails and stuff like that. So uh, do, we, do, we have, do we need to do the background uh, check in terms of if the emails that we have on the database are working or not? Mm-hmm. Amazing question. And not even one year, Zach. Let's just say every six months because everything is moving so fast. People are moving on, moving ahead, and getting onto new things. So do that cold emailing every six months. And the thing about cold email, it is just a generic email, but it contains some information that has to prompt the receiver of the email now to take action with your company or to take action with the services that you're offering. Cleanup is very important. You don't sleep on the same bed sheet for a year. Change things up. <laughs> okay, I've been changing mine though, but I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah? Well. So, so we need a relationship manager in this, where at least a, a guy or a person who would be constantly be in touch with the guys who we have on our on our email list. Either check up on them, call them either four months, uh, after every four months, or after every six months, or after every one year. Mm-hmm. Let's check if, that, if, they, if they're still in that position. Do, 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 do you advocate for that? I highly advocate for that. Keeping in touch with your customers, subscribers, or potential customers is extremely important. Do not tire. Section these emails, whatever third-party emailing assistant you're using, keep track of this. So if you do this cold email and it bounces back once, remove them from that list and we move on. Just keep on, the, the same way we say optim, keep on optimizing your marketing strategy, the same way keep on optimizing your mailing list. You add on new emails, you get rid of the old ones. And also keeping abreast of the situation on the ground about the brand is also extremely important because it will help you get ahead of things. Probably you just met, you made contact, and then three months down the line, you haven't heard back from them. But then from the news you hear, this company is going through this and this, and then you're like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I can offer this company to get ahead. 
that is your chance just email when you talk about email marketing it doesn't mean you need to have a hundred emails and send that email out at once you can curate a specific email for a specific brand or a specific solution that a certain company is going through so again optimize your mailing list keep on changing it keep abreast of the company activities on the ground so that you know when you can offer most value value is always rewarded and when I open your email and I see you offering me value to the exact same thing I'm going through, yo, I'll jump on it, right? Interesting. So um, I, th I think we've gotten the gist of how to carry out an email marketing campaign, the things we have to put into, cons into consideration when doing a marketing campaign proposal, a marketing campaign moments and stuff. So uh, this is a time for some exciting Q&A session. Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what's your favorite email? Are you a Yahoo person, a Gmail person? Are you are you are you a Outlook person? Are you a Twitter not a person? <laughs> Who are you? Wow, your belief in my personal emailing <laughs> abilities is astounding. <laughs> but personally, I like Gmail. The ease of use. Why Gmail? the ease of use and you know how we said sometimes emails don't go through because a certain email is no longer viable we have this trust in google as a human as the human race we know that google is going to be constant and it is always going to be with us so it allows me to retrace emails from years ago and i also have the t chance to segment my emails so ease of use the user interface just I can segment my emails and everything that gets sent goes where it's supposed to be. And they always tell, tell me I have like a thousand emails to get through. So. Have you ever thought about yeah. the security of Gmail? Have you ever thought about the security of your details on Gmail? A lot. But? A lot. But, <laughs> like, yo, we are here. It's Google. So can you imagine how much information they already have on you? from different other things, not just email. Actually, email is one of the, <laughs> of the more tamer ones where you only share the relevant information, your birthday and then your official names and how you'd like your email signature to look. That's it. You haven't considered maps. Your location is always on. G Google knows where you work. Google knows where you like to eat, where you like to sleep, who you're always in close proximity with. So email is the least of my concerns. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> Welcome to the digital wormhole. Mm. It's a scary place. Okay. Mm. Um, I know you've received a lot of email mm -hmm. and pans here and there. Mm -hmm. what, what is your uh, favorite uh, uh, email pun you've received or email pun you know about? Wow. An email pun. Wow. Surprisingly enough, I don't know any emailing puns. I'm just like, let's get the work done. <laughs> That's it. Although... The, you can introduce pants into your email when it is brand specific, but never when the brand is going through a crisis. If you offer PR management, a pan there will show them like, yo, I told you, look where you're at right now. I told you I'm your guy, but you didn't listen. So just polite. Do you know any emailing pants? <laughs> a couple. But that's oh, that, wow. that's sorry for another session. My goodness. Mm -hmm. So I, I are you are you I there's some 
lines we get from clients mm-hmm. or from the brands you work with, you, you just, just know th- this one is uh, things are not good. Mm-hmm. What are these lines that guys need to watch out for? Especially guys who are working in agencies mm-hmm. and, and br- handling brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some lines we get from clients, you're like, eh, apa kumenuka. What are these lines? I thought we already discussed this. I thought we already established that this is not the direction that we want for our brand. I thought you guys understood me. We laid everything on the table. So please, can you pinpoint exactly where things are not clear? Red flags. Especially when they are intensely formal. Yo, the, the one that scares me the most is mm-hmm. as per our last discussion. As per my last email. Yes. Mm-hmm. As per mm-hmm. our last virtual <laughs> meeting, we said, mm-hmm. why is the creative not in line with that? Exactly. Are we in the same spot? And the one that I dread the most, when I open my email and see this line from a client, I'm like, yo, Rita, honey, it's over, is I feel like you do not understand me. I feel like we are not communicating. Boom. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. So how do you handle that kind of email, Rita? <laughs> you smile and move on. You have a shot of tequila? Yo, just smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. <laughs> <laughs> but in such an instant, I always feel like it's better now to move things personal, face to face. Because, yo, the email, it is impersonal. And they will come at you. If the email is impersonal, mm-hmm. will it get worse if you move things personal? Mm-hmm. I always say that when you make the effort to cross the bridge, you see, it's the same case, it's the same thing that happens when you have an argument with someone and then yeah. you go separate ways. And then you decide, let me just be the bigger person and mend this relationship. So that is exactly what you are doing as the service provider in this case. This is a relationship that's already in the pits. Then you're like, Mm-mm. let us climb out of the pits and let's just do this thing. So it's better. And, you know, it is extremely hard for someone to punch you in the face when you're actually in their face. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Got that. <laughs> punch you in the face mm-hmm. when exactly on their face. Yeah. I got that. How far and what words have you used to convince either clients mm-hmm. or uh, a person or a brand mm-hmm. to really understand what you're trying to convey? Mm-hmm. What words, what keywords have you been using, mm-hmm. Rita? Keywords, you'd think we are optimizing <laughs> a Google search ad. Okay, so words that I have used to convince a client that, yo, everything is not on fire. So... First of all, is like, I understand this. I understand what you meant in your email. Then, take them back to the strategy that they loved so much about you. Because by the time a client gives you business, you sold them on the strategy, on the vision, on your aspirations for their brand. And that is what they loved about you. So, bring back something that they loved about you. Tell them, we know that. In the strategy, this is what we said. Then... Now, take them through the execution. That's an execution that they feel like you are not understanding each other. Because you sent the execution, but they did not hear your side of it, your interpretation and your understanding of that execution. 
So you loved this about me. It's like, mm, you hate on me because I have long hair. So now this is why you, you need to understand why I cut it. See? So, oh, and, and it will take them back like, oh my goodness, actually things weren't this bad, you know? Now get into it. This is why we thought this was a great direction. Take them through it. And trust me, 95% of clients after that journey, they're like, oh, then now I feel like we are in alignment. Actually, send me this for approval. And that's it. Because at the end of the day, it is a human-on-human -human relationship. And people disagree, people agree. When you make each other understand, things are always better. So yeah, show the client what they loved. Because, you know, Lazima Mweke Foundation. And it's not the foundation that you guys are thinking. No, no, no. This is the strong foundation that thrives businesses. So before marination, <laughs> foundation. <laughs> no, but, no, but seriously, yes. Show them what they love. It's like, it's a roundabout way of bringing them back into the fold, back into the table. Because the same thing happens in even romantic relationships. When you're not on good terms, and then they do this thing that you like, everything else takes a back seat. And then you're like, actually, I really do like them. Is it really that bad? Or am I just blowing things out of proportion? Am I just overreacting? See, and then tell them, this is how it is, and this is how it's going to be going forward. You've brought them back into the fold, and you have also established something that is very, very important. Uh, uh, Rita mm -hmm. is a very good advice, but in this industry, mm -hmm. once a client once a client closes on the email, it's done. Mm -hmm. It's done. Mm -hmm. But uh, I like I like the whole. Um, Take through in terms of effort of trying to bring clan on, on board and all that. Mm -hmm. Tend to sweet talk the clan and all that. Mm -hmm. that that's something exciting. Mm -hmm. So uh, another question is: uh, mm -hmm. Are you a kindly see attached mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. or see attached? Okay. I have realized I am a bit of both, depending on who I'm talking to. I think it depends on your mood, Rita. P please be clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just before lunch, it's a seat and a 49, mm -hmm. things are thick. See attached. Not even lunch. 5.01 p.m. 5.01. Mumbi, mm. uh, please um, reshare this email or please um, forward the strategy or the media plan. Like, yo, if it has waited until 5.01, it can clearly wait until the following day, you know? It's never really that sick. So yes, that is a kindly see attached, but also... But is that assumption, Mumbi? Mm -hmm. You know, you work in a very dynamic environment. Mm -hmm. You know, how we look at things is, uh, we feel as if you're being coerced to do something, mm -hmm. but we don't know where the pressure is emanating from. Mm -hmm. You see, clients don't sleep. We, know, we, 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 we always assume, mm -hmm. and this is something that we work with, clients never sleep. Mm -hmm. So even at at the at the at the at the at those wee hours mm -hmm. we try and share content with the client mm -hmm. because we we presume that this client don't sleep mm -hmm. they're waiting for the content mm -hmm. they're waiting for the creative mm -hmm. waiting for that email mm -hmm. so so why uh, just uh, send an email of see attached mm -hmm. other than kindly see attached after 501 mm -hmm. 
oh, of course. Now, when you put it like that, with the client, it's a different case. With a client, it's always, hello, trust your well, kindly see attached, always, even if it is 3 a.m. Mm. But when it's a colleague, yo, yo, you know how our times work, so, you know, act accordingly, please and kindly, thank you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, it seems you segregate your tone of, uh, your tone of email, or how you send emails, depending on the person you're sending the email to. So you look at the TA, mm -hmm. then you customize your content based on that. Exactly. There's this thing that we strategists like to call tone of voice. And it changes depending on who the target audience always. Yeah. So when the target audience is the client, amicable, friendly, <laughs> respectable, warm. When it is someone who's coming to you at 501, when you already have your bag in hand, mm -mm, that is a... PFA. PFA. <laughs> Boom. There's no regards. There's no best regards. At that point, you don't, you don't even attach your normal email signature, just PFA. And no hello, no hi. Mm -mm. On the PFA note, can we just discuss some uh, email initials? Eh? Mm -hmm. But on PFA, mm -hmm. what are the initials you know? I only, I only have PFA. That is always it. EOD, end of day. Oh, yes. COB, mm -hmm. close of business. ASAP, 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 as soon as possible. Let me tell you something. Tell me something, media. Someone who's mm, COB, EOD, and then what was the other one that you used? ASAP. ASAP. That's um, that person doesn't want the best for you in life. Why? Those words are triggers. <laughs> Those words trigger your anxiety like nothing else. After you read that email, and you know they are initial and they are always in capital. Yeah. That is the only thing that you'll see. You see, because you know our eyes. Yes, we read from left to right, but caps zoom that. stick out. You're that, zoom that. You're going to zoom into that, and that mm. is what is going to stick with you throughout the execution of this task. Same pressure.